welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world. And sometimes I do it with a little help from my friends. And today I am very excited because we have someone on here who has seen me through most of my convention career, for the most part, mostly, kind of. <laughs> fan club, fan club number one member right here. <laughs> it's Mag. Yeah. Hi, Mag. Hello. What do, you mean? what do you mean, not yet? What? I, first of all, first of all, I, before Meg says anything else, she is fan club member number one. Because Meg no, is the one. No, I said that's true. Oh, I thought you said that wasn't it. But I was going to say it anyways. You are the one who came up with the Katie motherfucking hunt. And I blame you. Oh, my God. Was I? Yeah, you Amazing. were. Amazing. It was you. I'm proud of that. <laughs> I, I got to say, I got some pride. I had no idea that, you- that that was me. And yeah, that was totally I you. It. I knew I said it, but mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. never realized you, that I was the first to say it. Now I feel kind of you odd. were, and I was like, "No, don't do that." And then all of a sudden, it like spread like this little weird wildfire. So it's happened That's to perfect. like why? Perfect. That shouldn't change a thing. <laughs> say hi, Meg. Hello, Meg. Um, and I used to work at uh, Kineticon together, and we were friends through other mutuals at Kineticon together. Um. Meg, do you want to talk about the first time we actually officially met? Because the first time I actually ever saw Meg was when, in one of the Kineticon musicals. <laughs> but we didn't meet right. them. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what's terrible, Katie? I don't remember exactly the first time that we actually met. Because I had seen you so many times. Mm-hmm. I don't remember actually being introduced to you. <laughs> it just happened. I literally don't. Do you? <laughs> I do. I do remember. So... It was, I think it was like the second year that I worked at um, Kineticon. So it was 2010. And. Okay. I yeah, it was, def- it was definitely 2010. Well, I, didn't to, I didn't go to Kineticon that year. Oh, then it was 11. Or did you go back Avengers year? So the first year I went was. I went in nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I, yeah, I went in nine. Yep. I did not go in 10. And okay. I didn't go in 11, but I did go in 12. So it had to have been 2012 then. It was 2012. Yeah. Everything kind of mooshed together, but it was definitely in 2012. Funny. Because I remember, I remember exactly how we met. It was like you walked into um, Cosplay Headquarters and we were on a break and we were all dressed up like the Avengers because it was Saturday and we were doing right. Avengers for the Masquerade. And mm-hmm. you walked in and I was dressed up like Tony Stark and you were introduced by your friends. Like, oh, this is Meg. And I was like, oh, hi, Meg. I'm Katie. And I took the lay that I was wearing off of me and yep. I put it oh, around your neck. And, and I went, and now you've been laid by Tony Stark. And there's a picture to commemorate it. There is a picture to commemorate it. <laughs> to commemorate yeah. the time I got laid by Tony Stark. <laughs> I That's how Meg and I met. Yeah, right. <laughs> Profile pictures. <laughs> got laid by Tony Stark. Uh, I do remember that. Did yeah. not realize that was the first time that we actually met. Like, officially met. Because I'd always heard about Meg. Like, because I, I oh, worked Lord. with Jess and Ryan. It's and, like, they would have been like, oh, our friend Meg. Meg and Meg. And, um, you know, like, through the grapevine, I was just like, oh, Meg. And when I finally met you, the first thing I decided to do was lay you. So it's like, there we are. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. That's, that's a story you tell your children. It is. I'll tell, I'll tell mm-hmm. my kids today. <laughs> like, so, tell me I'm going to it's like, wait, how did you meet Auntie Katie? Well, <laughs> well, it was this lay. <laughs> no, to be perfectly oh honest, because I, I remember like going to um, parties and stuff that you were at and we were mm-hmm. like in periphery circles. And it was one of those things where like, I thought you were cool, but I thought you were like too cool to hang out with me. <laughs> so Stop it. That's not true. Okay, what so what is wrong with you people? <laughs> because you have to understand, like, in the interest of full disclosure, I was not an anime person at okay. all. I right. ended up getting involved in the con scene um, because my friends were all anime people, and uh-huh. so whenever I, I hung out with the con crowd, I always felt like kind of the hanger on that had no idea what she was talking about or doing. Uh huh. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. When I, seriously (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's just i guess it's like this complex that i have from growing up and being in middle school and being like bullied my whole life and it's just like this this concept 
I was like, but like this concept, like, because whenever I talk to people, they're just like, oh my god, I really thought I was too cool to talk to you, or like you were like so popular, blah blah. It's like, like I've never considered myself the cool kid until like I've talked to all of you guys on this. Podcast. Yeah, but like you, I don't know. I think it's the it's the aura of confidence. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, definitely. Confidence. You have, you have a great aura of confidence around you. <laughs> you fake it till you make it, Meg. That's it. <laughs> It's like, I, that is, I, I will live by that till the day I die. It's like, do I know what I'm doing? Nope. Am I going to pretend I do? Absolutely. 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 Yep. <laughs> so Meg, what was your first convention? So my first ever <laughs> convention was actually 2007. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the, it was the summer after I moved back to Connecticut. Um, actually, it was two years after I moved back to Connecticut. And I was pretty lonely because I was in grad school. I didn't have a lot of friends. And I started hanging out with um, Jess and Ryan and both of them were involved in the second Kineticon, the musical. And my sister Mm -hmm. was um, writing the script for it. So I don't even remember what happened. I think I just kept like hanging out at the rehearsals because I had nothing better to do. And I don't remember who asked me. I want to say it was Jess because she was... um, co-directing and pretty much stage managing the entire thing Mm -hmm. and she um she said we need a left side um stagehand lead i had never stage handed in my life but i was like whatever sure um (laughs) sure and realized that that also meant going to the convention so i threw together the world's like most discount knockoff tifa from advent children cosplay like i mean 90 percent of it was bought at salvation army and the other 10 percent was bought at like old navy (laughs) yes (laughs) seriously i threw it together i borrowed a pair of combat boots that were two sizes too big and had the blisters to prove it um Mm -hmm. and i went to this convention and i thought i cannot do this i'm going to make an ass of myself and i actually had a lot of fun um i had expected to have as much fun as I did. And I I think that's really kind of like um, something that people don't realize with with conventions is that it's it's not even necessarily like you don't need to be into any specific genre. I certainly was not into anime. I don't think I'd even seen an entire anime at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really did have fun like seeing the costumes and taking pictures of people and like really being in awe of, of people who you know, the craftsmanship and the amazing costumes that I was seeing and the pop culture references. And I didn't get a lot of sleep that weekend and I had a really good time and I almost got knocked out at the rave because Ryan like hit me in the head with his elbow by accident. That's a whole other story. Sounds Um, right. (laughs) But no, I had a really, really good time. Um, So that was 2007. That was, that was fun. Okay. So 2007 was your first convention. Cool, cool. Yep. So, so, I mean, like, not too far behind the rest of us, because, I mean, I only no. started going to conventions in about 2004, so it's only a couple of years, like, behind. No, but that was the only one. I, I, I never went to any other convention. I just went to Kineticon. And mm-hmm. I only went, I think, four times over the years in right. varying capacities. Sure. The last year that I went was the year that we worked together. That was 2014 um, because my wife, then fiance, um, was working in Cosplay HQ. And it was, again, I keep getting roped into things because I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't seeing enough of her. She was going to all of these meetings and she was like, well, do you want to come help out at Cosplay HQ? And I was like, I feel like you need an assistant. And at the time I was working as a secretary and I kind of was a personal assistant. So I was like, I'm good at this thing. I can do this. And um, (laughs) that was how I ended up working at Cosplay HQ um, next to Melissa for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Right. That was a good year because we had the hotel room and. Oh God, that was an amazing year. That was the year. Yeah. It was like you, me and Jess and Melissa in a room, right? That was the year. And, and Danny. And, and Dan. Danny was on the floor. <laughs> the sleepy teepee. <laughs> he was so good about taking the floor every night. Like, really. Oh, my God. He was such a sweetheart. Like, we had the best time with him because he was like, he was, 
I mean, he's a so little chill. bit younger than the rest of us. Not yeah, like so chill. He's a little bit younger than the rest of us too. So he's like at that point, like kind of fresh faced, new, adorable. Like we all loved him, and like we kind of end up be like kind of like room mom to him a little bit <laughs> at that time because he was making questionable choices about boys that he was like meeting on the dance floor. <laughs> remember? I just remember feeling like such a jerk. Because we had made the decision early on, like that was, you know, we, we made our like room rules and we said nobody is like who doesn't have a key to the room is allowed in the room. Right. And I remember I walked in and he had like a bunch of friends in there and I was like, oh, and he was so embarrassed. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, Danny, it's okay. Like, and I felt bad because I'm like, the rule seemed like such a good idea at the time. But then in practice, right. it's like, well, you have to tell your friends to leave. I felt really. They gotta go. (laughs) I just want to lay down. But he was such a good. He was so good about it. He was just like, "I'm sorry." No, he really was. But that was like honestly, I had roomed with people at Kineticon before, and it was always like, "Who's gonna take the floor tonight?" And who's paying Mm -hmm. for what? And it was always a mess. And that year was actually really great. Right. I mean, that was also like we we decided to that nope, like the ding. Remember our poor chicken ding. So that was the year before you yeah, guys didn't get anywhere. And then, so then Jess and I made the poster, Kineticon runs on Ding. Mm-hmm. And we put it on your bed. And then we yep. tried to order the Ding and they didn't have it. And I remember how upset you were. I still am. It's like one of those Everest things. Like, I just want to know. I just want to know. Like, why is it so hard? Like, it's, the it, there was this ding. meal. Yeah, it's like, it was chicken almond Ding. And I'm like, okay, but Why? Like, what is this? And it's probably just <laughs> honest to God. I would probably order it, make from someplace now, and I would get it. And it would be like, okay, my life made, like, my fields are watered. Like, it would, like everything's great. And all it's going to end up being is some dry-ass chicken from a Chinese food place with, like, raw almonds on it. It's going to be disappointment. It is. It is. And I just, I know that. I know that in my mind because I am a sensible person. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's been like that was ten years ago, <laughs> and yet it lives rent free in your head. It does. It does. Honestly, <laughs> like I just there it is for the rest of my life. I have to be tortured in knowing that I never got chicken almond ding. Just living rent free in your head there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Late at night. That's what I. Besides counting ceiling tiles, that's what I sit and I think about. <laughs> uh, Melissa and I were talking about that the other day. So like. The room that we were staying in in Connecticut is at the Marriott, right? Yes. And like we were on like day three of like barely any sleep because convention life. What are you going to do? And I just remember I was laying there not sleeping for like the 17th time. And I'm looking up at the ceiling and there are these tiles, which is weird because I feel like ceilings like in hotels are normally just like a normal ceiling. But this was like a tiled ceiling for some reason. And the tiles... <laughs> weren't even in the room and i just said it out loud thinking nobody else was like awake like danny's sleepy teepee on the ground melissa's snoring next to me like and no one's awake and all of a sudden i'm just like the tiles aren't even on the ceiling and i can't get over it and just sat up in bed <laughs> i was like that has been bothering me all weekend <laughs> was i asleep because i don't remember you must have been i you must have been but i just remember like just shot up in bed she goes it's been bothering me for days <laughs> That is such a just thing. <laughs> and I think, and I think we did. I think we both died laughing because we're trying not to wake you and Melissa and Danny up. We're just like, oh my god, oh my god, that is funny. Oh, no, yeah, I, okay. I, I definitely was not awake for that because I would have remembered it. But <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. But it was a definite like two in the morning Sunday morning of like Connecticut thing where I was just like, I can't sleep because the tiles aren't even. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, did you room with us the year we had Halden in our room? Was that different people? No, that was not me. That okay. might have been the year before. Okay, yeah, because Halden, like a lot of people slept on the floor in the hotel rooms. I say that at Connecticut. Oh God! Like Halden same. and his now wife slept on the floor. Danny was on the floor. Uh, God, I've slept on the floor at Connecticut a couple times. I have uh, never actually slept on the floor at Connecticut. No. No, I got lucky. Um, the, the first, I want to say the last year before I, I roomed with you guys, we were there the first night. So Friday. Yeah, Friday night. And then Saturday morning, I woke up with like the world's worst migraine. 
And I was like, by the end of the day, I said, you know what? I live 25 minutes away from here. Mm-hmm. I can either sleep on the floor <laughs> or I can drive, go home, sleep in my own bed and drive back in the morning. <laughs> so you chose wisely. I made the better choice. <laughs> <laughs> I drove all the way back to, to Middletown and I went to bed and it was great. Uh, I actually got a full night's sleep. That sounds amazing. Yep. Okay. So here's the thing. We talked mm-hmm. about this on Melissa's episode. And you know it's coming. It's like we talked about some Melissa's episode and she said she couldn't talk about it without you. But since my sister can't answer her phone, we have to talk about it because I've, I've left people in suspense long enough. Let's talk about the beefs. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so this has been coming. I feel like mm-hmm. this story is going to be a letdown. Mm, no, it's not. It's not. I still think it's amazing. It's going to be fine. <laughs> so so let, let me let me say let, let me set the, the tale. I'm next door okay. judging with Jessen and everybody over there doing judging right next door to you guys who are in like our main cosplay office. And you two yes. had a visitor. <laughs> yeah. So we were, well, the other thing too, you have to realize like this was a stressful time um, mm-hmm. because this was the day of the death match. Yep. Now the death match was definitely a an after I was going to cons years before um, event. Mm-hmm. The last time I had gone to Kineticon, I don't believe there had been a death match. Sure. So I wasn't even familiar with it, and I didn't realize like how aggressively people want to be in it. Um, <laughs> so we had a lot of people that, and Jess Jess was in charge of the games. My my wife, then fiance. And she had been taking applications and she'd been like, um, you know, for the last month and she talked about it. And basically all Melissa and I had to do was check people in. Well, we had, you know, most of the, the regulars did check in. And then we had a bunch of people that were coming in um, last minute asking if they could, um, if they could be in the death match. Sure. And most of them were like pretty cool about the, okay, look, like there's a wait list you'll have to come to uh, the auditorium at a certain time. And then somebody will let you know if you're in or not, but I cannot promise you anything. Um, And most of them just kind of were like, okay, cool. I'm sorry. (laughs) I am so sorry. Who does the bell toll for? (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll go back and start that sentence over again. No, it's okay. It's fine. I'm leaving (laughs) it. (laughs) I like the bell. Most of the people that came were, were like, you know, pretty resigned. Like they understood that this is like a, a very sought after competition and they, you know, either said, okay, we'll be back. Or they said, okay, you know, never mind. Um, we had about four or five people that got really aggressive mm-hmm. about being quote unquote rejected from Deathmatch. And Melissa and I being, you know, neither of us being super aggressive people, um, mm-hmm. I don't even think Melissa, I, I'm speaking for Melissa. She didn't seem like super assertive and I know mm-hmm. I am not. So we were right. probably not <laughs> the best candidates to be dealing with. These people. And I'm, I'm saying sure, sure, that sure. nicely and I'm not saying any, this is nothing against Melissa. This is like the two of us were both like, like they would leave and we're like, oh my God, what if they come back? What do we do? Like this was a constant for hours. Um, and I'm texting Jess and I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? And of course she can't answer the phone because she's in judging. Right, right. So Jess and I would have gone over there and been like, I will murder your family if you don't leave this room. <laughs> like this hunt person down, I will bury them in the river. Just came up and was yeah. like basically threatening if they didn't get in and I don't know what to do. And it was just, it was very, um, it was definitely not a job that either of us were super comfortable with. Sure. So while we are kind of dealing with this, this mental anguish of, you know, first off, we're just in cosplay HQ. We're hanging out with the people that are helping people repair costumes and we're answering questions and we're directing people and we're chugging this coffee that I think it was called like death coffee. So we're not of sound mind. None of us got a lot of sleep last night. And mm-hmm. this girl walks up to us. I think I, I shouldn't say girl because I'm not sure if, if, this person was non-binary or not. So sure, just this person. a person walked up to us. Um, they were in a dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were decided that we were their, their new friends. 
cool. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know something like, I don't mind friends. I, I work with teenagers for a living. Every mm-hmm. so often you get one that decides that you're their biffle and they're going to hang out in your room and they're going to talk to you all the time. And you know what? 99.9% of the time, I welcome that. Like, I want you to think that I'm a safe person. 100%. Um, when I haven't gotten any sleep and I'm chugging death coffee mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I have aggressive cosplayers demanding to know why no isn't an okay answer, right. this was not the time for somebody to start <laughs> hanging out and making, I shouldn't even say me, it was us, making us their new best friend. Hi, friends. And it was, it was literally like... It, people would come up for deathmatch and we'd go to sign them in and this person would interrupt and start talking to them. And then they would get annoyed with this person. It was like, it was just hell. And Mm. so this person was carrying a Justin Bieber Barbie doll. (laughs) If I remember correctly, I don't, I don't think it was decapitated. No, it was naked. What? It was a naked, it was was a naked naked. Justin Bieber. I I knew there was something wrong with it, but I couldn't It was naked what it was i'm telling you like the trauma has blocked itself out oh it'll Um, come back (laughs) and you know kind of i don't even remember if we asked like trying to be polite i don't think so i think they just volunteered um the 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 justin bieber had nothing to do with their cosplay at all um and then they informed us that they hate justin bieber Mm -hmm. and i remember asking so what's with the barbie doll and I never got a straight response. Uh, but then they <laughs> proceeded to talk about their hatred for Justin Bieber for probably about 45 minutes. <laughs> and it was one of those things where, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, great. Um, hang on, I got to help this person. And you're thinking, okay, maybe if I spend enough time with this person that I actually need to help by the time I turn around, the Bieber fan is going to be gone. Um, nope, no, nope. this person did not. <laughs> um, and I don't even remember exactly what got them to go. I want to say Melissa and I like were finally alone. We had nobody there, and we kind of like made up some work we had to do, like pulled right, out some what- paperwork and started ruffling right. things. Typing on, I had my laptop there and typing on the computer and, you know, trying to look like we're super busy and we can't handle anything else. And they finally left. Right. Well, my favorite part of the story from what Melissa has told me is like, it was kind of like a coax out the door slowly thing. Like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. uh No, it really, for like 45 minutes. And it was not working. She slammed the door in their face. I do not remember that. Like she says, like they went out the door, and I just like, huh, and like shut the door, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like that's how she like describes the end of that story is like she walked them to the door, like you know mm-hmm, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not remember that, but I also do not doubt the veracity of that at all. <laughs> right. I do not because like as as fed up as I was, Melissa was about seven hundred percent more fed up than me. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, Melissa is my sister. I mean, she may be the calmer of the two of us, but the patience level does not exist. She can say that she's patient, doesn't exist. (laughs) It was amazing. Like, we, and we were, like, dying laughing afterwards. We're like, oh, my God. And again, it wasn't even, like, that somebody was coming over and just talking your head off nonstop. It was just, oh, my God, this is a very stressful situation that I'm already dealing with. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting the hint that you're definitely not making it better. In fact, you're making it worse. Right. <laughs> it just didn't stop. It's like, pl- please don't do this. <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was a nightmare. Like that whole, the, the death match, all of it, the lead up to it was a nightmare. <laughs> so all of you that enjoy going to the death match, like mm. it, it's a nightmare. It is. <laughs> It is. And it's so funny because, like, I still see videos from death matches and stuff. And the people are just, like, they're crazy. Like, they're crazy when they go to it. It's just, like, you do realize people aren't actually killing each other, right? Like, you think it's kind of like, um, what movie are you thinking of? They put it, like, uh, like Thunderdome, you know? Yeah. Like, we're not an actual Thunderdome. Like, this is literally just, a, like, a game. You guys know that, right? 
And then you feel like you're gonna like throw like actual weapons on stage. <laughs> I had never even actually been to one until oh that day when I ended up getting stuck at it because um, Jess was late getting back from judging. Um, but I got back, I got to the auditorium because Jess wasn't there and I'm like, okay, here's the list of people. And I remember going up to Halden and there are all of the aggressive cosplayers and they're all mm -hmm. sitting there mm -hmm. waiting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. This wasn't <laughs> supposed to be my job. I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was him. And I cannot remember who was running the death match. I want to say his uh, name Mookie's was usually in charge. Who? Mookie's usually in charge of the death that, match. That was who it was. Okay. It was Mookie. I remember that name now. And I told mm -hmm. him and I told Halden and Mookie was like, okay, okay, okay. So this is how this is going to go down. He's like, um, I really don't care who showed up first this morning. What I care about is, you know, who's going to get the most applause. Like, he's like, let's be honest. It's kind of a popularity contest. Like you want to pick the characters that people are going to recognize. Um, so he's like, I'm going to pick them out. And then, the others are going to leave and you don't need to freak out about that. And right. it was actually really, really, really nice of him um, because he did. He went through and he picked out the people that he felt were best and then hauled in, bossed up and was just like, okay, everyone, thanks for your time. Goodbye. And, and it broached like no argument. And right. I was watching that unfold and I'm like, why can't I be like that? Why can I not do that? <laughs> Very frustrating. It, it's, it, it is a gift, honestly. It, like, it really I, is. And I'm super jealous of people that can do I feel like you can do that. And I, I, can I can do that. But it's just like, I. the thing is, is like, I give off that presence of, yeah, you can come talk to me. We can be approachable. I can definitely answer all of your questions. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> like, yeah, I will be see, the nicest person in the world to you. I will do anything that you ask of me. But if you mess with me, it ain't going to end well. Yeah, see, I do that. And then like right before the don't fuck with me, that's where it stops. Right, <laughs> you get like right up to the edge, right up to the edge of that little mountain, and then you're just uh -huh, like, "This is uh -huh, fine." Uh -huh. I and live like, here. Oh, walk on me, it's like, fine. And I'm like yelling down. I'm like, "Meg, get up here!" But you know <laughs> what? I, Honestly, like mm -hmm. as crazy as that was, and as I mean, mm -hmm. it really was stressful because I, you know, as we're, um, you know, gearing up to go to deathmatch, and I'm like, "Where's mm -hmm. Jess? Where's Jess? Where's Jess? I can't do this. Where's Jess?" Um. As, as tense as that was, as nerve wracking as the entire experience was, I had so much fun working at the mm -hmm. con. Um, yeah. I made friends. I made friends with people that I'm still friends with now, even though I have not seen them since that convention. <laughs> um, and it was, you know, it, it's a great memory. I was really honestly disappointed when we didn't, you know, we weren't able to go back the following year for various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, because I really had, and, and I, I understood then why people like working at cons. Um, because when I had gone just as a, as a spectator, I kind of got bored after a while again, because anime wasn't really my thing. And sure, like, okay, sure. I've walked around the convention center and I've seen the costumes and I've maybe gone to a couple of the events. Um, and I'm kind of bored. Like there's really not much else for me to do. Mm-hmm. And working at it was like a totally different experience because I got to actually hang out with people and kind of make the whole thing go. Yeah. I mean, like I've, I've said it a hundred times on this and I've talked to people that work conventions and stuff. It's like, I still like going to conventions. Um, but if I go to a convention these days, it's like a one day thing because after a while, it's like, I can't do the three days of just walking, walking around. around. It's like, I feel like I need to be doing something. I need to be helping or I need to be, like participating in something you know it's just like now that's like i've worked them for so long it's mm -hmm. like okay for a day to just go and hang out and have fun but then after that i almost feel lazy <laughs> i'm like what am i yeah. doing no seriously. so i mean it, yeah it really i just does. and and the other thing like and i and in me this is total honesty i'm not like trying to get all sappy here but I, my other favorite oh. thing that came out of that was i became such better friends with you and melissa Oh. No, seriously. I mean, I, I especially. What are you doing out of bed, Mario? Oh no, it's alive. <laughs> it's alive. Don't look at it. It'll go back to sleep. Literally just ran up to me and just big oh. shitty grin on her face, and I'm like, "What oh, the hell really? are you even doing out of bed? This is this is constant now. It's awful." Um, 
No, but and seriously, I, I had, I had definitely talked with you before and we had, I, I want to say we had hung out a little bit, but again, mm-hmm. always with mutual friends. It was never like a let's get together and hang out sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I had never spoken to Melissa at all. Like we had <laughs> right. never, our paths had never crossed. And I spent, God, 14, 15 hours a day with Melissa and we had just the best time. And it was, it really was, you know, I was so glad that I got to know you guys better. And yeah. Cause I mean, now like, now God, we're like bestie besties. I'll, we text, mm-hmm. I, I text Meg the most random stuff now. It has <laughs> nothing to do with convention stuff. Like I just text her like the most random things. No, they're always great. I was like, Meg, I love it. talk to you about random shit. Meg, you want to hear some fucked up shit? And I always get like a two second response later. Like, yep, let's hear it. I'm, I'm right here. I'm waiting. Yeah, and I'm we've here. gone to Patriots games together. Yep, and... yep, yep, the Patriots are the best. Um, uh-huh. I mean, like we've done like, we're, we're going to be meeting up next weekend and doing like some probably drunken walking tour of Portsmouth for all we know. I'm waiting for it. Yes. <laughs> But um, I also haven't seen Meg since, like, I don't think I've seen you in person. In three since years. your wedding? Yeah. Three and a half your years. Wedding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, before garbage. I was, yeah, no, seriously. I, yeah. I, I hadn't had my kid yet, and she's three now. Yeah, I have not met my other niece. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. Well, she's not coming, so. <laughs> no, that's fine. Oh, no, she's not coming. I love her. But no, <laughs> but she's like, no, no, I'm really, I'm really good. I'm really good. Like literally today, my, my in-laws came over and I guess they talked to Jess and they were like, we want to go to the beach and we don't want you to take this the wrong way. But if you don't want to go, that's okay. And I was like, yes, take my kid. <laughs> have fun. Enjoy. <laughs> By all means. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. My child, Bye. But please have fun with her. <laughs> oh, getting off topic. I'm sorry. It's okay. Healthy breaks. It's healthy breaks. Healthy breaks. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, you know, like it's like I said. Like I feel like everybody once in their lifetime they should work a convention at least, like volunteering or just helping out because it's a whole different world, a whole different experience. And honestly, you get to meet the coolest people. Because I mean, working with like even that last year that we worked together, and last week we had that huge catapult episode. It's like mm-hmm. the pictures that came back out of it, and I was looking through. It, it's like, oh my god, I remember like right after we did um, Hollywood squares. We did that like with the catapult people and I hosted this Tony Stark. It's like, we had all of the, the guest voice actors right there with us. And we spent like a half an hour talking with them. It's like, you don't yeah. just get to do that in the real world. It's not like, you know, like you go to a convention, you get in line, you meet them for five minutes and you go. It's like when you work backstage and stuff, you do a big events and stuff. And then you have the guests in it. You get to hang out with them the whole time because you're mm-hmm. staff. So you can just go and be like, Hey, lunch. And they're like, sure. Want to go talk about random stuff together? Yeah, we can, because I'm not, you know, and it's just like, you don't, you don't get experiences like that. I mean, this past anime Boston, for example, it's like, if I had just been, I mean, I'm sure I would have gotten a text message had I been on staff or not, but because I'm friends with people that are like so heavy in staff, I am fortunate to get certain opportunities. And one of those opportunities was getting to do anime unscripted with like most of the voice actors for anime Boston this past year. And it was like this crazy fever dream thing where it's like, if I didn't know Pat D for so many years that I knew so many friends that had been on staff and stuff, and, like, nobody would have considered me for this. You know, like, I would have just been another person walking around having, like, my convention life. And it's like, I can't believe that I'm sitting here right now doing Masterpiece Theater with Greg Ayers um, with Shrek versus Beetlejuice. <laughs> like, like who, who gets to say that? I do. I get to say that. <laughs> it's wild. You know, it's, it's wild. And the other thing, and too, honestly, like, and this is, you know, not to sound mercenary or anything like that, but... Cons are super expensive Mm -hmm. and not always, it's not like you get a free ride if you, if you do work at a con, but there are certain things that might be a little cheaper um, or might be comped. And if you're going to be there for three days anyway, Mm -hmm. why not contribute a little bit to the convention and help, help make it grow? Right. Even if you're not doing something all three days. Right. Um, it really, it was it was a really interesting experience for me to get to be on the other side. Um, and again, mainly just doing administrative work, but you know, getting to help people out and yeah. 
getting to uh, Biebs aside, getting to talk to Biebs. <laughs> Besides, Bees aside. Bees aside. <laughs> um, but no, no, seriously, and it, it, it is. It's like if you're going to be going there anyway. Um, the last year we got we got really lucky because I remember almost almost everything was comped. I mean, we had the hotel room mm. and we had breakfast, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I think we did pay for parking. But like, but it was. And I think about like the times I went before, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like hundreds of dollars, you know, for one weekend. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Um, so, you know, if that is something you're interested in, it's a really good way to, to not only, not only save a couple of bucks, but also to really kind of get into the meat of the convention and hundred percent. And like you said before too, it's like anime isn't like your, really your thing. It's like, but you get to still hang out and be a part of our weekend by like helping out. And honestly, I think for the most part, that's kind of to your advantage too, because you're not like super duper anime. Like I have to go to all these things. I have to go to all these events. Like. You know what I mean? No. Like voice actors that are like famous voice actors. Like if you met one of them, you'd just be like, cool, you're talking to a microphone. That's nice. I would not <laughs> say that. <laughs> but you're so I mean, it, like, listen, it's a fun job. It but depends. You know I mean? okay. like if it, right, right, right. But if, like, if, yeah, if I like, saw you know, the you, cast of Vox Machina, I would probably end up in a fangirl. Like. Oh, oh, Meg, it's, it's, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. We can't get into that topic because I'll just sit here no, and do a podcast no, no, no. for the rest of my days. No, and there is like it's not like I don't like anime at all. There, are, I've watched at this point in my life, I have watched a few all the way through, and have enjoyed right. them. Um, it's right, usually you know what I'm saying. It's like you you'd be right. the more like put together person to be like a guest person because you'd be like, I know you have a job and you're a person. Whereas somebody who was like a huge fan of something and somebody did like My Hero Academia or something, they'd be like, Oh my god, you were the voice of my favorite character. You know, so it's like professionalism <laughs> much higher. <laughs> no, all the people I would fangirl over are dead. <laughs> no, that's not true. Being. You just said Vox Machina. What are you talking about? But maybe them. But perks of being a history teacher. Okay, okay. Yeah, you. I forgot. You <laughs> and like, Abe Lincoln. Like you, no. you and Abe Lincoln. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Listen. No, but seriously. It, it, and it is. And the other thing, too, like, I, I am the sort of person that um, I feed off of emotion, either positive or negative. Like, I, I definitely have... Um, I'm super sensitive. So I do kind of like absorb what other people are feeling and going to a convention and being there all weekend. And the amount of enthusiasm is like addicting. Like you Mm -hmm. do, you you can't help Mm -hmm. but get caught up in the excitement and the enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. feels really great. So it, you know, it really, I, I don't, I can't really say even not being a huge fan of the culture, um, I can't look at any of the four years that I went to Kineticon and say that con was a bad experience. Yeah. At all. There might've been a couple of hours or minutes at each that I was like, Oh, you know, I could, I could live without that. But no, my con experience was all really positive for the most part. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, like I I look back on that time and I'm like the, the convention itself, what we did 100%. You know, like I had a really good time, really good stuff came out of it. We all like killed it as like a group of friends and like people working for a convention to make it great. Um, It's just too bad that it didn't continue for reasons. Yeah. Reasons. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. I'm sure other people have opinions about that convention and they're Mm -hmm. more welcome to come on this show too. But uh, yeah. Yeah, now that oh god <laughs> that's the thing that happened have you been to boston have i been to boston or have i been to like anime, anime boston yeah anime boston sorry i was, I was like katie anime you boston. don't remember that night walking through south boston at one in the morning that was not our brightest move <laughs> we made it to the hotel it's fine that was a bad choice oh my god jess is gonna burn <laughs> if okay, i don't get murdered it's not She's a convention going- story, but I'm going to tell it really quick because it still takes place at a hotel. Long oh, story no, short, funny. we came back. We came back from the Patriots game, and we had known that we were going to get back late. We weren't going to get back in time to go home. So I was like, I'm going to book this hotel, and I booked the like, I don't know, Club Cruises or something. Club something. It was some like little mini hotel, but it was a cheap enough price, like small room. We just needed some place to sleep because we weren't getting back until 
God knows, 1230 in the morning or something. Fine. And I was like, it's perfect, Meg. It's right next to South Station. We're getting off the train. We can go right to the hotel. And, of course, Meg's just like, sure, Katie, I trust you, which is like. I didn't think at all. I'm like, it'll be fine. I'm not smart. (laughs) Here's the thing. I am. If, if we were if we're playing a D and D game, I would rate high on intelligence and low on wisdom. Mm. <laughs> Seriously. And meanwhile, meanwhile, me over here just being like, "Well, good luck, everybody else," and I wander <laughs> off into the city. So it's like we get off the train and we get out of cell station at twelve thirty in the morning, where it's Boston at twelve thirty in the morning, and ugh, and we have to walk down like towards Summer Street, where like the Macy's is and everything else, which isn't as far away as one thinks it is. But when you're not sure where you're going, it's far very far away and we made it we made it with meg like i still have marks on my arm to this day from meg holding my arm (laughs) we we got about halfway there and i was like decisions were made and they were not good (laughs) oh but then but then we made it back to the hotel and we found a place that ordered food until two in the morning and we had Uh our chicken wraps yep and we watched naked and afraid so you know which i had never seen before and i was like what the hell is this you don't watch reality TV, man. No, no, it's messed up. It'll mess you up. It was really funny. <sighs> I mean, n- now, like, if someone approached you now, May, I know you have a kid and a business and a full-time job, but it's like, if someone approached you now and said, hey, would you work a convention again with us? Would you do it? So are we are we saying that babysitting is taken care of the weekend? And oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, everything will be fine. Like, you get kids yeah. watch. Oh, yeah. With, with you guys? Yes, I would. Yeah. Yes, I would. Speaking of cats. <laughs> Hello, Wash. What? My co-host is here. Wash is here. Oh, I love him. <laughs> um, yeah, no, 100%. Like, I would definitely do a convention again. It would be fun. Go and get, like, you know, the nerd weekend back on. Find a new Biebs. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't I don't think I would ever want to just go for fun. But I would, mm-hmm. I would like, I would, I would have liked to work one again. But no, I've never been to Anime Boston to cycle back. I've never been. I I was going to go one year and I forget what happened. Things fell through and I ended up not going. That's fair. But uh, no, although, I've never. Although be honest with me, Meg. Now, now we are in an area where we have like Boston Fan Expo and we have Rhode Island Comic Con. Like I know it's a little further for you because you're in Connecticut and stuff. But if per se, we found out that like, cast members from Critical Role were coming, you would go to <laughs> for a day with me, correct? Sure. Yes. And get dressed up. And get dressed up. <laughs> it has been a very long time. I want to say the last time I did cosplay was 2009. And what were you dressed as? I was um, Gracie Hughes from mm-hmm. Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I'm a worst. I'm the thing. worst friend. I'm the what? worst friend. No, <laughs> I am not. literally the worst. I'm not gonna lie though. That was like the perfect costume for me because it was like the lowest of effort. True. That is true. I mean, it's just like a dress and a jacket. You're like, here I am. A dress and a sweater. Um, except that I did wear a wig and it was so itchy that on the way home, because I was wearing the same costume the next day, I actually bought a box of hair lightener and I lightened my hair. Oh, like, how, how come I don't remember that? I mean, like, uh, I like seeing you even. You had lighter hair. That's crazy. I did. It was one day. I just, I literally, I said, there's no way I'm wearing this wig because it's awful and it's making my hair, my scalp itch so bad. Mm-hmm. So on the way home from the convention, I stopped at CVS. I bought a box of hair lightener and it actually really <laughs> worked. <laughs> I had light brown hair um, uh-huh. and then I couldn't get rid of it <laughs> Next year. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Okay. So yeah. No, okay. So that's actually that was five five years. I forgot that I went okay. in 2009. Okay. I went in seven, okay, eight, nine, twelve, and fourteen. There we go. Okay. All right. Okay. Um uh, you have to tell me about dyeing your hair for a costume. How many years did I friggin' dye my hair for like everything? Yeah. Like Tony Stark, I dyed my hair forever and ever and ever, and like I, you know what's funny is like now is like I said and I've said it before and 
Like I dyed my hair forever and ever and ever. And then finally it's like, I just hit a point where now in my life, I'm just like, I'm not dying my hair anymore because I want it to be silver and it's starting to turn gray because I'm else. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's so funny, like this evolution of like one costume because I've just given up dyeing my hair now. It's just like, well, I mean, by the time Endgame hit, Robert Downey Jr. gave up too. So I feel like it's still canon. <laughs> I've kept my hair. <laughs> It's like, no, I, I um the only the, the only two times I, I did I did Gracia and then when I was Faye Valentine I used Manic Panic over my brown hair which was not like basically it made it purple tinted it didn't actually turn it purple but that was fine um because Faye Valentine's hair is pretty dark anyway so and right. I really was not like again again like the the costume was like. Jess made the, the shorts and the top and I bought the shirt from like, I think it was New York and company and I bought yes. the boots from like online. But I was like, I, I was never, I was always in awe of people like, like you and, and the, the, the cosplayers who like, you know, go, go nuts and everything is like, you know, it's, it's amazing. You can really yeah. tell the amount of effort you put in. I don't sew at <laughs> all. So that was never going to be me. Like, when I, st- I actually, I want to say, I think Jess put the zipper in my Tifa costume. Like, I can hem things. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was never going to be know. that cosplayer. <laughs> but I mean, I also used to like bleach my hair out to do Tomaki too. Like, oh my God. well, I mean, it was, it, me dyeing my hair started in high school when I did Your Good Man Charlie Brown, and I didn't even really bleach my hair for that. I just dyed it a lighter brown because I feared my mother like eating my face if I actually bleached my hair blonde my senior year of high school even though technically all of my senior pictures were taken already and I could have totally dyed it back for Melissa's wedding um so I like I only went like lightish brown um the first time I dyed my hair ever and then it must have been like 2005 or 2006 and my friends were like we're doing this like you know, group for host club and no, no, no. And you have to be Tomicky, whatever. And I was like, uh-huh. And at the time, for whatever reason, well, I mean, not for whatever reason, I didn't like using my credit card online because that was like a newish thing, putting your credit card number into like yep. your websites and stuff. It's like, and I didn't like wigs because I was like, well, why would I buy a wig if my hair's already short enough and like the right length and everything? So I proceeded to let my friends completely manic panic bleach my hair blonde. And I was blonde for three years almost because wow. I played Tomicky so much. Like I just dyed my hair blonde and kept it blonde and was a blonde forever. And then like it turned into, Oh, my hair has to be darker for this. So I would dye it back to like a darker color. And I dyed my hair so much in my twenties <laughs> just to match the character that I was going to be. It was like insane. And now as like, I'm older and old and I cosplay and it's like, you know what? I will buy the wig because I have adult money. And, uh, <laughs> it, everybody else that has the short dark hair is going to be old because eh. <laughs> I know that's yeah, where I'm at in my life. I think that's a whole other, other issue with that too. Like I remember Jess telling me that you guys, when you did, when you judged cosplay HQ, you guys would get super excited when the, the example she always gave me was like somebody made like a, um, oh God, it was like a hat or something out of like uh, a cat litter bin. Yeah. Yeah. I love people that do that stuff. That is like, oh my God, literally my favorite thing. When people take stuff that's not supposed to be the stuff they are and make them into things. Oh, like really cool. It looks so good. I love it so much. Like people that go to the Goodwill and they buy like the t-shirt and suddenly it's a whole dress or they buy like a jacket and they've turned it into pants or, ah, it's like literally my jam. And I love, like, I loved seeing that too. Like, and I feel like a lot of people do kind of get caught up in the whole, like, well, I can't make it perfect, ergo, I shouldn't do it. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, wear whatever you want to, do whatever you want to do. Like, don't, don't be that. Like I said, if you're competing for something and you want to win, like, you want to win, like, the big bigs, that's a whole different situation. But if you just want to cosplay something to cosplay something to, like, look good, like, do whatever you got to do. Like, balling on a budget, okay? Ball on a budget. I balled on a budget for a million years cosplaying before I got adult money. And, like, honestly, there are days now, too, where I still ball on a budget because I do, like, Halloween or something. It's so funny, though, because, like, even when I do, like, because the, the costume thing at my work, like, you know, Halloween comes up and they're just, like, we work at a restaurant. And uh, 
they're like, okay, you guys can dress up on Halloween. And everybody looks at me and I'm just like, look, you can either come in dressed or you can come in and just see what I'm wearing. I don't care. The point is (laughs) (laughs) either shut up or show up. And I feel like that intimidation has actually made people want to dress up for work. So, you know, they're all welcome (laughs) that I show up. I'm not going to lie when I, the, the year that I was a building sub in a, in a pre-K through eight, Halloween mm-hmm. was so much fun. And mm-hmm. that is the biggest downside of teaching high school because nobody mm-hmm. dresses up. The teachers don't dress up. The kids don't dress up. It's lame. Uh, because they all, they're all, the kids are all above it. They're all too cool lame. for Halloween. Lame. And nope. they're not at the point not- where they're like, Halloween is cool again. Mm-mm. So, Nobody is too cool for Halloween. Nobody. Oh no! If you don't like Halloween. Me. You're wrong. I can introduce you to a whole bunch of teenagers that think Mm-mm. they're way too cool for Halloween. Mm-mm. Nope, you're not. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> Meg, thanks so much for coming on the show. No, thank you for having me. It's so much fun. I it miss you, and I'm going to see you next week. Yay! Yes. Tuesday, right? Yes. Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. Tuesday. Yay. Um, is there anything you'd like to promote while you're here? Oh, how do I do this? Yarn! <laughs> here, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Buy so, the yarn! Um, yes, yeah, so my, my wife and I um, are we're super into D&D. We, are, we heard me talk about Critical Role earlier. Um, and a couple of months ago, we were, yeah, after we finished watching um, Box, after we watched Box Machina, um, you know, we started talking about like, oh, you know, if there was a, if there was a box machina line of yarn, like what colors, who would have what? And then one day we were just talking, it's like, we should just open an Indeed Eye business. So one thing led to another. And on July 1st, we opened Critical Hit Dyes, um, which is a line of indie dyed yarns based on um, pop culture, fantasy, lots of Dungeons and Dragons, lots of just plain dragons we actually have a whole line based on the homebrew characters that we used to play D. um mm-hmm. and we're looking into doing a whole bunch of different lines over the next year um but we have a lot of fun and if you want to check us out we are at uh criticalhitdies.com or on instagram the handle is criticalhitdies d-y-d-y and they're pretty they're so pretty and they're gorgeous and they're soft and they make the bestest things. And <laughs> and they're working on a line of critical role ones because that's what you just said. And they're totally doing it. And I've seen like sampley things and I I don't even know what I'm gonna begin to make with it. But all I know is that when a certain someone's is done and it comes out, I'm buying like all of it from you and <laughs> and making like all, all of my clothing out of it so that I can always wear him forever. <laughs> the end well that is that is coming i'm not sure how soon it's coming um it's okay it i'll is, be ready we just I'm put ready. the dragon line out yesterday mm-hmm, 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 that, it's gorgeous. that was a lot of work. Yeah, so yeah we're working on box machina and we're working Look, i'm on just saying i'm just saying you can put that character's yarn out but there won't be any left i'm buying all of it so just don't all expect of it to, like have that long all of it yep all of it all All right you got it all right guys thanks so much for tuning in um we will see you all next time bye